the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. So, has it come in like a lion? Right? It comes in like a lion, well, they today say. today it was lion-like when I was standing on Penn Avenue in the Strip. A little rainy. Being like... <laughs> it was like... Really? Really? As the cars Super were going windy. by. Well, as the cars were going by and... Wait, you standing by a puddle? I was standing by the side of the street trying to cross over, and it, it's just what it was. That's exactly what it was like. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's lion-like-ish. What kind of dolphin-ish, maybe? It's not like it's a snowstorm, so yeah. I don't want to sound like a whiner. Okay, thank you. But it is cold and wet, and that's lousy. Mm-hmm. Could be worse. It could be could way worse. always be worse, Kathy mm-hmm. Emmons. Welcome to the Friday edition of The Ride Home. Happy that you're with us here today. And uh, we got ourselves a big full show for you. Of course, we're doing our always um, this or that and the weekend review and whatnot. There's so much today. Mm, it's good. It's mm-hmm. very good. It's Jam-packed. a lot. Mm-hmm. Weekend plans, Kath. Weekend plans, having some friends for dinner tonight, oh, yeah, John. Yep. Again, Lex yep. and I are coming over. Yeah. Different friends. Not happening. But I'd love to have you Different guys Different friends over. from last uh, week. Ron and Brandy are coming tonight. Are they? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Not Lex and Johnny. Yep. No. Okay. Well, listen, Lex and I were all planned and ready to go out for lunch today. Is that mm. true, Lex? Yes, we were. And yeah. then what happened? Oh, Don. I canceled. Uh-huh. I had family John, obligations. John pulled the rug out from under us I did, is what he did. Kind of funny you bring that up because uh, I saw our, uh, our friend Andrew who works here in sales. He told me he stopped by McDonald's and got himself a fish sandwich. He said once a year. He gets a fish sandwich from McDonald's. Once. I bet that's, that's is it still called the Whaler? No, no, it's not. It's called filet fish Oh, the Whaler, maybe that was Burger King? Uh, you think you're right about that. Yeah. How about the Codfather? <laughs> Have you heard the Codfather? No, but that's funny. Well, I yeah, like the it. the Codfather. How about, what's the, what's, what's uh, Eaton Park? What do they call theirs? Whale of a Cod or something like that. Something like that. Okay. Everyone's got like a little sort of catchy name. I like, I don't believe I've ever had a fish sandwich I didn't like. Now, some I've liked better than others. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the base level is still delicious. Yep. Okay, yesterday you guys were talking about eating two Egg McMuffins. When I have a... And then you guilted both of us for that, I believe. Sorry, I did. But when I have a McDonald's fish sandwich, I want two. How could... Now, that's ridiculous. It's not. It's not. An Egg McMuffin is smaller than a filet of fish. Filet of fish is not that big. It's like, and it's a little suspect. You kind of wonder, how far away is that from the ocean? First of all, yeah. it's square. Yeah. <laughs> how many square yeah. fish are out there? Right, not many. Okay, not that many. Uh-uh. So you kind of wonder. Yeah. And, but it still tastes good. Well, if you look at the Vandekamp's, like, uh, you know, ingredient list, or uh, not trying to, like, diss that particular manufacturer, but Call any, Gordon's, America. whoever it is. Gordon's. Yeah, it, it's fish. Fuss. Parts, fish, maybe. Yeah, fish plus stuff. Yeah, I don't think McDonald's. you think McDonald's would do that to us? I think Ronald would lie to us? Yes, I actually <laughs> think he would. 
Fish and fries. Yeah, Andrew was complaining about the cost of his fish sandwich. Was he? Yeah, he said years ago, uh, 75 cents. Now it's like four and some change. I'm like, welcome to the 21st century. This is not 1966. Plus, the fact that it's only four and change makes me doubt even more what's Mm -hmm. inside there. And uh, upset about the number of fries, apparently, as well. I'm I'm just going to out the guy because, you know. Right. Speaking of fish. No sympathy here. Listen, I was down at Woolies today. What? Getting oh, the, the real, real thing. deal. I was getting the real thing. I got mm. Scottish salmon did for tonight's you? dinner. Well, Lottie, uh-huh. yeah, Scottish salmon. I did. It's my favorite. It's uh, like a little brogue. Does it right. say, hello? <laughs> you, you got you me by to, the mouth. You have to cut the kilt off before oh, you that poor thing. bake it. Sweet. No, but I'm excited about that. That's dinner this evening. It's in the uh, Word FM refrigerator, even as we speak. Is it? Yep. Well, do you think, no, you could, like, you know, have sushi. You could probably have, like, a little piece of raw salmon. No. Don't you think? Raw salmon? Would you eat sushi? Yes, but only with someone who knows what they're doing. I'm not eating my own raw salmon. What do I know? Well, what's the difference between like raw salmon on a sushi and raw salmon in the fridge? Because the person who's 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 preparing it knows it's sushi grade. They're not doing anything to it differently. But they know it's sushi. There's sushi grade and there's not. Like, what if you were like stuck in the wilderness somewhere and you were fortunate enough to find a salmon? Would you eat it raw? Now, that doesn't even make any sense. It makes perfect it sense. Doesn't if you make were like in a disaster sense. movie, I, say right, you're in an airplane, in the airplane movie, crashed. I'm not worried the about E. coli. Exactly. Okay, but I am not in a disaster film, so therefore I am worried about E. coli, so I'm not eating my own raw salmon. Just saying, jeez. I'm going to broil it tonight. Oh, broil it, okay. Yeah. That'll be safe. I'm going to broil it on low at first, mm. but then the very you, you, you just fire it on high. Why don't you make little square cuts as like a, an ode to McDonald's? Oh, like, <laughs> like little square filet yeah, fishes. Exactly, yeah. That'd be nice. And give them a little milkshake, right? A little green milkshake. <laughs> what about like a super hot apple pie? <laughs> hey, do you like the uh, McDonald's uh, uh, green milkshakes? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's this the season, right? Oh, my gosh. My kids would always whine the shamrock about shamrock shake. Yeah, they don't. Oh, it's so Dad, good. can we get a shamrock shake? I haven't had one of those in years. Yeah, yeah. I love a shamrock shake. Do you think it's really milk? Probably not. Oh, there you go. What, okay. did she say yes or no? Who? Lex. Lex, Lex, you think they're milk? No. No. Yeah. God, no. no they're so good, though. Maybe it's salmon they milk. They are delicious, though. <laughs> it's not salmon milk. Could be salmon milk. Get out of here. All right. All right. Oh, wait, is it too early for me to tell, tell me you? What? Your weekend has begun. Fabulous. 10 minutes past the 4 o'clock hour, and God bless you, sir, to you and yours. 10 minutes past the 4 o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. Truly all is right and well in the world. Mm-hmm. However, Cass here to mar that up because he's got the news. Going to make things messy. Without further ado, Kath, please give us the top four at four. For Friday, March 3rd, 2023, Mm. number one. Iranian authorities have announced an investigation into a series of suspected poison gas attacks on girls' schools. I mean, you thought you hadn't heard the depths yet? Well... Wait to hear this story. This is I've heard this. Hundreds of cases of poisonings have been reported among schoolgirls since November. Dozens hospitalized, 30 schools targeted in four cities. Do yourself a favor. Uh, go onto the ABC News website and read or listen to the interview Lindsay Davis did with Masi Alinejad. This is Masi is a. Um, Iranian-American activist, and she said a lot of things, so I'm just going to highlight just a couple of them. The first thing she said is, make no mistake, this is a terror attack on schoolgirls. It's a revenge by the Islamic Republic against brave girls. Mm. Now think about that. It's full-grown men trying to get back at children. Gassing 
little kids. If you remember the one she said that was leading the revolution against the Islamic Republic, removing her hijab. Yep. Right? Masa. So these girls are seen as girls that are going to be like her, might potentially become her. And so they're being gassed by their own government. She says the Islamic Republic is acting exactly like the Taliban. They are against schoolgirls, against women. They hate women. So they are actually trying to create fear among schoolgirls to stop them from protesting. I mean, it's it's a shocking story, but it's one that everyone should read. Uh, It's in ABC News today. Number two. President Biden awarded the Medal of Honor to Paris Davis, a retired U.S. Army colonel and one of the first black officers in the Green Berets for heroism during the Vietnam War nearly 60 years ago in a White House ceremony today. Biden said this. This may be the most consequential day since I've been president. Get out. He said this is an incredible man. After hours of fighting. In Vietnam, June 1965, Davis realized two of his fellow Americans were injured. One sergeant was in the rice paddy, and a weapons specialist was knocked out in a cesspit. A medic had been shot in a head. And keep in mind, this is after they had been battling the enemy hand-to-hand. Captain Davis, this is the words of the president today, realized he was the last American standing. Without hesitation, he yelled, I'm coming for you. Davis returned down the hill to rescue the men, his own men, multiple times, even after he himself was shot in the leg. He refused medical evacuation when reinforcements arrived and returned to save a teammate who was wounded in the initial counterattack. He only left the scene once all members, every single member of his company, had reached safety. The president said today, I wish I could say that this story of Paris's sacrifice on that day in 1965 was fully recognized and rewarded immediately, but sadly, we know they weren't. Davis and those who advocated for him suspect race was a factor, and I think that's a shame, said Reagan Davis Hopper, his daughter. Discrimination hurts us all, not just the individual, but our entire country. So I am proud today for those of us to finally set this right. It is a wonderful, wonderful story. So 58 just, years ago. I've given you like the barest mm-hmm. minimum of what he did on that day. But you should read more about Paris. You can do it at CBS News. And because it's a Friday, I have two weird animal stories for you. Two? Yep. Number three. I mean, this is the first weird animal story, but it's number three of the top four. Drug lord Pablo Escobar won worldwide notoriety for the cocaine he smuggled out of Colombia. But less familiar, John, is what he smuggled in. Mm. Because in the late 1970s, he acquired four hippos reportedly from Africa or the U.S. to go with elephants, giraffes, and antelopes at a private zoo in western Colombia. When he surrendered to authorities in 91, the government seized his estate but allowed the animals to roam free. Big mistake. In the 30 years since, the original hippos, three females and a male, have multiplied to more than 130. (laughs) They're not native to South America. They have no predators, Mm. so they have become more aggressive and more territorial. Mm. And now they are insatiable herbivores that are devouring plant life, crowding out native animals, polluting soil and water, and even threatening people. Mm. You can hear more about the cocaine hippos or read more about them at, uh, wait, CBS News. Very nice. Thank you. And because time's out, I can't even give you the number four story. There's so much going on today. Hold it to the five o'clock hour. What about the man in Florida who was walking with his family on a beach when he found an abnormally large clam? Mm -hmm. More to come. 
What, you just going to leave us hanging? Yep, I am. Large clam at five. I guarantee you that. So All right, today, we're going to step away. I mean, it's so much. Who doesn't love a weird animal story times two? Coming up in just a few short minutes, Richard Mao will be with us. I don't want to be a universalist. That's what Richard says. We'll talk about what a, is a universalist and why he doesn't want to be one. The Friday edition of the ride home. There's so much. Pittsburgh's Christian talk, fish sandwiches notwithstanding. 101.5 WORD. Coming up next time on Adventures in Odyssey, the absence of John Avery Whitaker leaves Wits End in chaos. Connie, Eugene, and Tom struggle with their schedules and fear they'll have to close the place down. But when an old friend, Jack Allen, steps in to help, Connie wonders what his real motives are. Find out on the next edition of Adventures in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, WORD. This message is for anyone looking for $500,000 to $1 million or more of affordable term life insurance. Even if you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or are taking anxiety meds. Here's an example. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe overweight with type 2 diabetes, $1 million of term life insurance may only cost about $200 a month. We're term provider, experts in finding affordable term life insurance for those that may not be in perfect health. If you've had prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or are on prescription medications, you may still qualify for a half million to a million dollars or more of affordable term life insurance. Get a quick quote right now by visiting termprovider.com. That's termprovider.com or simply call term provider at 800-333-1750. If you're looking for term life insurance but have type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, or have other health issues, call term provider at 800-333-1750. That's 800-333-1750. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Our real goal at RPTS is to train people for ministry. Whether training to be a pastor or just wanting to grow in your walk with God, you'll find what you're looking for at RPTS. We want to see them really grounded in their theological growth. We want it to be heart-directed as well. We want to see students prepared to serve and to love the people of God and develop ministries that we think have a great partnership with the local church. Learn more about the MTS degree program and flexible online options at rpts.edu. What is universalism? Our next guest will talk about that. 
and why he doesn't want to be one. Richard Miles back with us. He's a regular guest of our show over the many years we've been producing The Ride Home. Richard is professor of faith and public life at Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena, California, where he served as president for 20 years. He has written numerous books, including Adventures and Evangelical Civility. And Richard, friend, welcome back. How are you? Hey, good to, good to be back with you, folks. Always yeah, good. Great. Hey, listen. This is a uh, this is a substantive piece that you have written in Christianity Today on universalism. It's entitled "Why or Not Why." It says, "I am not a universalist." Um, so, first of all, let me recommend that to all of our listeners. Check that out in the current issue of Christianity Today. And of course, we're not going to be able to get to all of the substance of it. But can we start with the question that John asked? What is a universalist? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's been around for a long time. I think sort of Christian community view that in the final analysis, everyone, every last human being will be saved. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, uh, whether they've ever in their lifetime accepted Christ or anything, but in the end, the whole human race will be saved. Universal salvation. Yeah. Every Everyone's welcome, no matter what, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so I mean, I'm sure it's popular in a lot of circles, right? I mean, who, who would reject that? We're all going to heaven, sounds good to me. But, but Richard, that's not necessarily true, is it? No, it isn't. You know, I mean, I, I hear a lot of my friends say, and I understand why they say it, you know, that, well, I'd like to be a universalist, but yeah. the Bible just doesn't allow me, it doesn't give me permission, you know, because it's very clear sheep and the goats, you know, there there will be a separation in the end. There is a final judgment coming. And those who have, uh, well, we can be sure of this, those who have been persistently rebelled against God and lived evil lives uh, will be, will be uh, dealt with accordingly in the end. Yeah. Richard, I struggle with this myself. I've struggled with it for many, many years. Uh, as far back as I can remember, to be honest with you, I've struggled with it. And I'm not sure what's at the root of my uh, my issue with it. I think it's just the fact that I see so much value in humankind and so much value in people of different stripes and attitudes and uh, environment and country of origin and all those sorts of things. And so and so I struggle looking at somebody who is, has been magnificent in life and think that, you know, they're separated from God in death. Um, but then I can't argue with what you're saying with this is what the scripture tells us. Um, what would you say to someone like me who maybe is just too much of a soft heart? Yeah, no. And I would say I'm, I'm with you and everything you said there. I mean, you know, the there's those wonderful passages. There are two places. Revelation 7, in the book of, book of Revelation, the end of the Bible, it says, uh, and I, uh, the apostle says, I looked and I saw a multitude that no human being could number from every tribe and tongue and nation of the earth gathered before the throne, singing the song of the victory of the Lamb. Uh, Charles Spurgeon, the great Baptist preacher, uh, said, you know, I read that. I don't read a comparable passage that says there's a, a, a multitude of human beings that no human being can number uh, who are who are cast into hell. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that uh, we can be sure that uh, as a rule of thumb, there will be more people there than we think are going to be there. 
Yeah. And that's yeah. good to know. Right? I mean, and to Kathy's point, you know many people who are wonderful who have never stepped inside of a church. And on the flip side, you know many Christians, you kind of go, oh, a, little a little shaky, shaky. there, my friend. <laughs> yeah. uh, it doesn't seem like the equation is absolutely fair, but of course, it's not about fairness. Yeah, right. And so, and, and, and so I'm with you. I think there's a generosity of God hmm. and uh, that the we will be surprised, pleasantly surprised in the end. But, Kathy, I want to hold out for a certain category of people. You know, right now, there's a, I, don't, I don't want to declare them guilty, but, you know, a mayor of a town in yep. Wisconsin who has 50 counts of child pornography against. Yeah, what a horrible thing. With real and, victims. And those people, and there are people who get rich on selling 13-year-old girls into lifelong uh, sexual slavery. You know, uh, Hitler and, and others who slaughtered millions of people who were responsible for that. And uh, so, you know, when we say, well, I can't, I, I don't want anybody to, to be judged to, in the end. Are you willing to say that to Anne Frank, you know, the young Jewish girl exactly. who was who was killed at Auschwitz, or those women who have been given over to sexual slavery, uh, the abused people we're finding out more and more about, uh, uh, young girls who were bullied in high school and commit suicide, you know, those kinds of things. And uh, that's where I think uh, we, we can rejoice in the fact that we have a God of justice and that we know to say, to, to, to those folks, uh, you can trust that in the end, the creator of all things will do what is right. Uh, he will make it right. And uh, that, that I know that's hard to believe, too. <laughs> but in the end, somehow, some way, things will be made right. And uh, I take comfort in that, actually. Yeah. But, Richard, the truth is, of course, in Scripture, Jesus does say, you must call on my name. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I never knew you. Yeah. Right, right. And uh, he also says, you know, other, other sheep have I who are not of this fold. We need to, you know, I mean, you, the, 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 the old question of how about people who live in cultures who have never heard, you know? Yeah. I, I know young people in China, for example, who have uh, been raised in Buddhist families. Young woman, a bright young woman, raised in a Buddhist family and accepts Christ. And her family is very upset with her because they believe that by becoming a Christian, she has condemned all of her ancestors to hell. You know? wow. And uh, she says to me, what do I say? And I say, you, you've got to say to them... Uh, the God that I worship is a God of love, a God that we can trust that he will do what is right. And uh, I can't. I can't say that they've all gone. They've all been condemned to hell, you know, because it was the love of God that drew me to, to Christ, you know. And so we, we need, but I want to hold out for the fact that people who have done, devoted their lives to wickedness, you know, I mean, sometimes... People who are, say, I wish I could be a universalist, they're, they're thinking of the nice lady next door. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> or, or, their, or their daughters or their sons, you know. And uh, I'm not addressing that, that question. You know, I have such wonderful friends who are not Christians, but they're 
they're deeply concerned about good things, important things. Uh, they have a heart for justice. They have a heart for the love of the whole creation, you know. And uh, I just have to keep telling them you know, about Jesus yeah. uh, and leave it up to God. But um, and that's I'm not a, really talking. Let me interrupt you for a minute, um, Richard, because I think that's at the heart of at least what I've come to peace to terms with, um, is that the more I get to know God, the more I realize how silly it is for me to think that he would do something that isn't right or good <laughs> right. or fair, yeah. Yeah. right? And I assume, you know, however much longer I live that each day, hopefully, I will grow in my in my understanding and appreciation of him and his nature, not ah. not just a bunch of theological precepts, but like who him as a he his his uniqueness and his goodness is so great that all of our silly conversations about who's going to get in and who's not going to get in are just going to, I think, fall right. by the wayside. Well, presuppose I know his heart. Right. Yeah. That in the end, uh, the, the deepest things that you care about as a Christian, uh, you're not going to find God hardening his heart toward those things, you know, no, because in many ways his mercy is, uh, is, is just greater than anything we can imagine, too. You know, but it's just this also, and that's the important point, too. Yeah. And, and so, Richard, people who are listening right now say, wait a second. Now, uh, and I get this. Of course, you, you want those who are, are outside the fold that you know and love and are good and fine people, right? Good is, you know, subjective, of course. So universalism, yeah, I, I get that. I, I'm not on board with that, just like you and Kath are. At the same time, right, how do you see this? I mean, you know, we've got just a, a little bit left here time-wise. How do you see it to give us hope for all of us who are struggling, especially family and friends who are not part of the Christian faith? Yeah. Well, there's a mystery there, too. And, and uh, you know, one of the most godly people I know uh, did a little sermon one time on that, that wonderful story where they bring the crippled man to Jesus and they cut a hole in the roof and they let him down through the roof, you know. And Jesus heals him. But then it says this, and this is an amazing thing. It says, and Jesus looking at the people who brought the guy, mm. when he saw their faith, he said to them, your sins are forgiven you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, we, need to, we need to hold out the possibility that God will honor the prayers of a mother or a father and, who deeply love their their son or daughter. Right. And, you know, Richard, it's, I'm glad you brought this up today because, Kath, we're, we were just having this conversation less than an hour and a half ago. Kath? Yeah, we were, Richard. We were just we were talking about uh, about maybe six or seven years ago. I had just found out that my dad was seriously ill and my dad had not been a believer his whole life. And I had prayed for my dad, Richard, since I was a not like old enough to know what praying was. 
Um, and he was, you know, almost 80 years old and there was just no, there was nothing doing. And, um, I remember talking to a, um, a pastor friend, uh, that John and I had on the show here and he knew that I was troubled about this. And he said, look, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not here to give you answers, but I'm here to say that if you think about Noah, you know, Noah was the one righteous man that God found. Um, but he said, but God saved his family. Yeah. And he said, it just makes me wonder um, if God, you know, loves the people we love. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, we're, we're looking at it in, out, in time. God is looking at outside of time. Right. And that gave me so much hope at that moment. And then it was just there's a wonderful story that John and I both saw unfold about my dad coming to Christ um, before uh, he passed away right. a couple of years ago. So, you know, it's just... Uh, I don't know. I just more and more. I'm just trying to trust God for who he right. is. Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of mystery there. Yeah. And what it means certainly means in practical terms, Kathy, is precisely what you've said. And that is that uh, that we need to demonstrate to God that we deeply love people mm-hmm. uh, that we're concerned about and know that God will not uh, will not ignore that. Yeah. He hears our prayers and he sees our our deepest uh, you know, convictions and, and love. And, uh, yeah, so you, and, you, you, we're going to leave it there, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, in Noah's instance, uh, this is what I take, is that God loves the people that we love. Yeah. That's so the right. circle is drawn a little bit wider, perhaps. That's right. Amen. Yeah. And, of course, the only saving grace for any human is in Jesus Christ. Amen. That's right. So, that's right. Uh, that's, yeah. We've and uh, we need to keep... Uh, or the fact that if he can, he can love me. Oh, isn't that the truth? <laughs> isn't that he's, the got, truth? he's got a lot of love going for him. Yep. That's yeah. right, Richard. So so good to talk hey. to you again. Yeah, Richard. Hey, great, you guys. Good stuff, and yeah. uh, have a good weekend. Yeah. Love to both of you. Me too. Yeah. Love to you as well, Richard. That's Dr. Richard Mao, Professor of Faith and Public Life at Fuller Theological Seminary, Pasadena, California. Check out his latest book, Restless Faith, Holding Evangelical Beliefs in a World of Contested Labels. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month. And that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE. If you have an IRA or 401k, please listen closely. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. Throughout my career, let's just say I've been in some hairy situations. And I believe right now the biggest threat facing Americans is they need to protect their wealth, which is exactly what I'm doing for my wife and six kids. And I believe the ultimate safe haven is physical gold 
gold, and silver. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and silver. The folks I use are Advantage Gold, and believe me, I've investigated the heck out of all types of people. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest-rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now, and you'll see how easy it is to protect yourself with precious metals. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. From the creators of I Can Only Imagine comes Jesus Revolution. If you look a little deeper, if you look with love, you'll see an entire generation searching for all the right things, just in all the wrong places. Based on a true revolution. You're going to need a bigger church. Jesus Revolution. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now playing. Go to JesusRevolution.movie. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. A vehicle is stolen once every 40 seconds in the United States. The cost adds up to over $6 billion a year, but there are steps you can take to help put the brakes on vehicle theft. Roll up the windows completely. Don't leave valuables in the car. Take the keys or the fob with you. Lock the doors. If you have information on vehicle theft, contact the NICB. Reach us at 1-800-TEL-NICB or visit www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. Wind advisory remains in effect through late tonight. It'll be cloudy and windy tonight with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm this evening. That'll be followed by a little rain late with a low of 35. Cloudy and windy tomorrow with a high of 45. A moonlit sky tomorrow night with a low of 34. Sunday will wrap up the weekend under mostly cloudy skies. Expect a high of 52. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Once again, it is time for this or that. It's our weekly delve into ridiculousness of choice. This one or that one, no explanation necessary. Kath? Yes. The March 3rd edition of This or That awaits oh, you right now. Oh, I am now. excited. Should I? I want to set up straighter. Lion, lamb. That's mean. What do you mean? Just because how are you supposed to? Lion. Caterpillar. Tadpole. <laughs> Tadpole is sillier. Drama. Mm. Fantasy. Oh, uh, mm. you mean as far as a genre? Okay, okay fantasy. Soap. Shower gel. <laughs> oh, I don't like shower gel, John. Mm. Soap. Seems wasteful. Late night cereal. Dinner cereal. Oh, both fine, but I choose late night cereal. It's much more unhealthy for you, so I choose it. <laughs> Sleep on that. Shooting stars. Lightning. Shooting stars. Mm-hmm. Soft boiled eggs. Mm-hmm. Steak tartare. Oh, soft boiled eggs. Mm-hmm. Steak tartare. That should be avoided at all costs. Dawn. Dusk. <laughs> uh, dusk. You're super funny. You're super smart. 
Um, which um, you're super funny. Everybody wants that person to be their friend. Short nails, long nails. I got to go with the long. Hey, Dita. Hardwood floors, carpet. I like. They both have their applications. John. This or that is what this is. It's called this or that. It's one or the other. That's how that works. Oh, for goodness' sake, hardwood. Hey, a spontaneous trip. Plan every detail. Yeah, well, is there nothing in the middle on that? There is not. No, there's not one thing in the middle. It will be this or that. Spontaneous. Hey, very nice. That was hard, though. It's my this or that. That was hard. Mm -hmm. Um, John, George Santos is in the news. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Another another story? It's just the continuing story of George Santos, who seems to have, you know, made up a lot of things about his background, Mm -hmm. right? Right, right. Or maybe all of the things about his background. And so because that's in the news, I give you today the, if you could manufacture your life, what would it be like edition? Oh, I like this one. Of this or that. Okay, good. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Number one, went to NYU or mm. Juilliard? Jeez. Uh, I, I like both of them. Uh, NYU. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, senior class president or GPA of 3.9? A GPA of 3.9. Because <laughs> that, that was like... That's like something that I would never even sure, right, even lied about. Of course. You couldn't even <laughs> no, imagine lying no, about no, that. Yeah. Right. Uh, lettered in two sports mm. or drum major? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to be a drum major. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> Big old hat. Uh, played, <laughs> played trombone, mm. John, mm. or played upright bass? <laughs> Yeah, I'm playing the bass because I'm going to wear a beret in that story. All right, that's good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ghostwriter for Uh. Tennessee Williams or Ghostwriter for Arthur Miller? (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) Boy, that's rough. Oh, boy. Uh, They're both so fine. Uh, I'm being a ghostwriter for Tennessee Williams. Okay. The Southern Gothic. I'm like, I don't know anything about that. Exactly. Sure, I can do that. Well, this is the George Santos edition (laughs) of this or that. Uh, John, worked on stage with Nathan Lane Mm. or worked on stage with Alan Cumming? Boy, uh, if I could hold my own with Nathan Lane, I'd be more than happy. All yeah, right. Very much. Or, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, Alan Cummings, one. yeah, sure. Okay, worked on stage with Julie Andrews or worked on stage <laughs> with Cheetah Rivera? <laughs> oh, I love me some Jim Chimney. Yeah. <laughs> worked on stage with Julie Andrews. Okay. Yeah. Uh, interviewed on the air, Jackson Brown mm. or Elvis Costello? Oh, fabulous. I mean, you can probably grab those guys now. I think it's so funny. Uh, give me Elvis. Okay. Yeah. Uh, interviewed on the air, Steve Carell mm. or Brian Cranston? Oh, uh, I'm going Steve Carell. Are you? I want to be funny. Yeah. Uh, sang backup for Tina Turner or Aretha? <laughs> Uh, I got to go with the Queen. Okay. Yeah, me and Aretha. No, I understand. We, we were that. hanging out together, mm-hmm. and I was in harmony with Aretha. Oh, oh yeah. we all Kid, were. Fabulous. Believe me. What a great day that was. Uh, continuing the George Santos edition of this or that, <laughs> um, John co-starred in films with Gary Oldman or Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Both very dangerous, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gary Oldman and I, uh, we, we hung out occasionally. Acted in films directed by Wes Anderson or Terrence Malick. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm doing uh, Wes Anderson again because he's course. funny and quirky. Yeah, love Terrence Malick. Though. Last one, John, okay, in the George Santos edition. Mm. You, John Hall, discovered Bruno Mars, <laughs> or you, John Hall, discovered Bobby Vinton. <laughs> if 
<laughs> more current, the lie would go further with this generation. Bruno Mars, without a doubt. It's hard to believe. Yeah, you just yeah. heard. See, he's the Polish prince. Mm -hmm. Very nice. 101.5 WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music is here on the weekend. With the best new music. New, new music. New music from Jason Crabb. Good morning, Mercy. Good morning, Mercy. Jesus Can by Austin French. And Cornerstone from Toby Mac. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. Tens of thousands affected by the toxic water at Camp Lejeune are left with death, cancer, Parkinson's, dementia, birth defects, and other serious illnesses. And along with the harm, so many worries. My family drank the Camp Lejeune water. What if our health gets worse and we need more financial help? How do I protect my VA benefits and get the compensation I deserve and need? The answer is simple. Call James Harris Law, the experienced, trusted law firm that can get you significant compensation while protecting all your VA benefits. We're already fighting for hundreds of Marines, families, and civilians who drank Camp Lejeune water. But if you miss the deadline, you could forever lose your right to the justice you deserve. So call our Camp Lejeune Legal Helpline now. Now may be your last chance to receive full compensation. Don't delay. Call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 890 7878. That's 1 800 890 7878. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1 800 890 7878. That's 1 800 890 7878. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now, deeperfaithcruise.com. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right, call, doing it right. 724 New Roof. Last night, there was a um, confrontation with East Palestine residents and representatives of Norfolk Southern, of course, over health fears. Residents say that they're still suffering from illnesses nearly a month after a train carrying toxic chemicals derailed in Ohio, and they confronted the railroad operators Thursday at a town forum demanding to know whether they be relocated from homes that they are afraid to live in. Mm. This is uh, from the Associated Press. Uh, people said, hey, it's not safe here, staring straight at representatives of Northern, uh, Norfolk Southern. I'm begging you, by the grace of God, please get our people out of here. 
Now, the railroad announced that it was ready to begin moving more contaminated soil from underneath the tracks. But uh, the idea of buying homes and moving people out of East Palestine has not been discussed in all seriousness. Why? Someone shouted. Few in the community seem to come away uh, satisfied with the answers that they heard about. And uh, water testing from the state and federal officials, even after the EPA said that uh, it was ordering Norfolk Southern to begin testing for dioxins, toxic chemical compounds that can stay in the environment for long periods of time. Now, people are saying, we we choose not to raise our children in this town anymore. We want to leave. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine the the legal, the precedent of what it is to... I know. But, Shut down a town yeah, of right. thousands and thousands of people. You know, early on, of course, they made, I, I believe, a, you know, a, a bad analogy that East Palestine was Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Now, that's that's not known. No. Yet. Right. I mean, it wasn't a nuclear power plant. However, what's invisible and what those people have breathed, especially in the early days of this derailment and what seeps into the ground, the groundwater and the streams. That, of course, remains to be seen. So if you lived in East Palestine or anywhere within that area, of course, you would be concerned. The New York Times uh, put a piece together today called uh, Ohio Train Derailment, separating fact from fiction. Thank you, John. Uh, So they go into great detail. Um, Yeah, they do. Starting out from the very beginning um, that I, I I, I appreciated knowing the number, about 20 of the 150 train cars were carrying hazardous materials. Yep. And of those 20, they were carrying one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, at least seven toxic chemicals. Yeah. Of which ruptured and just went everywhere mm-hmm. and deep into the groundwater. So the, the chief culprit is something called vinyl chloride. And when it's burned, it decomposes into gases that include hydrogen chloride and something called phosgene uh, has a strong irritating odor it's corrosive to any tissue that it comes into contact with and the EPA says we've been testing for the most toxic chemicals that we know of on the train and we have yet seen no uh, uh, evidence inside the homes or in local air now of course they're talking also about why the chemicals were burned and the necessity to do that quickly because they were afraid of an explosion Right. And I think that's undeniable, right? The, the, sure. These were very flammable materials that were right. sitting there just waiting. And if that would have happened, then, of course, other environmental concerns as well. There was a uh, man quoted, Gerald Poggi, who's an expert in environmental health, uh, who in this New York Times article. And he said there could be hundreds of different breakdown products that still remain after the burning, for which we have often very poor toxicological profiles, were oftentimes in this unknown place. Mm-hmm. And I, I really sympathize with them because they're not – the people who are living there want answers. And in some of these cases – I'm sad to say that there aren't answers to give. No. But you could imagine if that was your town and your lifelong house, how could you just pick things up and leave? I heard a woman talking on another radio program a few days ago. She's a hog farmer there. Mm. And she said, what am I going to do? She said, who's going to buy my hogs? Nobody is going to buy my hogs. So... Effectively, I'm now bankrupt. Out of business. Like, as of right now. As of that moment, I had not thought of that either. So the short term is 
how do you pay your bills, right? The long term is what happens to your health, if anything. Right. The damage to local water is also discussed in the Times article today. Um, it says that the contaminants spilled into some waterways affected about seven and a half miles of stream. And by February 8th, the spill had killed an estimated 3,500 fish. Yep. Now, they said that the vinyl chloride that you already mentioned, John, may have killed the fish shortly after the spill, but the compound may have dissipated from waterways in the weeks since, and so they're not sure yet about the seepage into subsoil. Um, that could be around for, I mean, hundreds of years. Generations. Yeah, it, it, endangering wells or water supplies, that right. sort of thing. And, and to now, me- apparently the municipal water is safe. It is. It says state okay. and federal officials have stressed that. All right. And I would say the big thing, at least, you know, from a uh, outside looking in, is that already former President Trump has been there. Mm-hmm. Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg has been there. But yet the president of the United States has shown up. And it Why just, is that? It's a, it's a bad is- optic any way you look at it. I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. I mean, heck, he traveled all the way to Ukraine. Right. Uh, East Palestine, Ohio is not that far from Washington, D.C. Yeah. or from Delaware. Yeah. You would think that he would show up and make a statement and enforce EPA rules to get this thing settled, at least have some questions answered to calm people's fears. If your babies are there or your parents are there, and your livelihood has disappeared, and you're worried about your home, and now you can't sell it, and your mortgage, and all those things. Someone needs to step in and be the leader and speak the truth to this calamity. You can read this article for yourself and check out all the details at the New York Times today. The article is called Ohio Train Derailment Separating Fact from Fiction. Our very best to anybody in the East Palestine area um, and to all of you who care about those people. We're going to take a break. Coming up next, more on the Friday edition, The Ride Home. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-419-2387. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-419-2387. 800-419-2387. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with My Pillow is launching the My Pillow 2.0. When Mike invented My Pillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back 
guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I learned about atrial fibrillation the hard way. My symptoms would come and go. Shortness of breath, fatigue. I kept going. Then I got so lightheaded, I couldn't. My doctor said I have AFib, so I'm about five times more likely to have a stroke. Other symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain can come and go, but the risk of stroke stays. If you have symptoms, tell a doctor. Visit notimetowait.com. Sponsored by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. talking yesterday about a prayer closet which i find fascinating do you i do tell me about that well i mean i sit in a chair and and pray and read but i just love the idea of a little cubby hole a little private space like a dedicated space yeah that's specifically for yeah. prayer yeah. Only by itself. And when you go into this holy place, it's an intentional aspect of your life that you are surrendering to, to be there for a specific amount of time. I like it too. I don't have one. I don't have it. But uh, I, the reason I like the idea so much is I feel like I need it because I'm bad at the disciplines of prayer and reading. Mm-hmm. I love to read. I love to pray. But I do them at my own pace. And I don't feel like that's, I mean, that's the, that's the opposite of discipline. Right. Right. I do whenever I want to. Yeah. You know, you're called to do this, but. Right. Right. But I just try to, you know, it, I, I just think that my attitude on that is completely backward. So we saw a piece of why a prayer closet is beneficial. Uh, and so there's a, a few things here. They say, essentially say this. Because prayer matters to God and it's powerful. James 5.16 says that, Mm -hmm. therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Prayer is important. We know that. It's eye-opening, of course. We are commanded to devote ourselves to prayer for the future. We are told to pray in secret. So how to set up your own prayer closet. And where are you reading from here? um, I'm reading from... Uh, prayer closet, how to create one and why you should. Crystal Reddick is the author. Okay. And I'm sorry, I, I, I don't know if this is I think is it's Chris- embracing simplicity. Oh, thank you. It is, yes. Okay, so they're saying consider if there's an actual extra little closet or space in your house where you can comfortably sit and kneel to pray. Maybe currently use as storage and filled with things, but consider emptying it by just, you know, making some space. The little space like this does not exist in your home. Try to be creative with an alternative. Is there a space on the floor of your bedroom, not your bed, where you could be alone, leave a Bible, a prayer, photo album? It just needs to be an electronic-free zone, no iPads, no phones, no laptops. 
Equip your little space with a lamp if it doesn't have lighting. Print out photos of people in your life that you want to be regularly praying for. Prayer using the ACTS acronym. Spend time on each letter, of course. The adoration. Acts, adoration. Confession, confession. Thanksgiving. Supplication. Yep. Pray with an open Bible. Keep a journal in your prayer closet that you write down and refer back to. And considering a, a, a book like um, they call Operation World to keep in your prayer closet, the book will help you focus in prayer on a specific people group or country and their specific spiritual needs. And spend some time praying in a kneeling position. Something about kneeling to pray really seems to help humble our hearts before God and helps neutrally tend towards worshiping God. And if the idea of spending more extended time in a prayer seems overwhelming, set a kitchen timer or a watch and just get yourself into your prayer closet and start to pray. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Scout code ERIC. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Rain, breezing rain, sleet, snow, and strong winds reported in Michigan and Indiana. Some Kentucky schools have closed in anticipation of possible tornadoes, heavy rain, and strong winds. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley says the national debt has soared under President Biden. On Joe Biden's watch, we hit $31 trillion in national debt. He's put us on track to add $20 trillion more in the next 10 years. The former South Carolina governor made her case for the White House to the Conservative Political Action Conference outside Washington, D.C. And California Senator Dianne Feinstein has been hospitalized with a case of shingles. The 89-year-old Feinstein says she's expected to make a full recovery and plans to be back at work later this month. On Wall Street, the Dow up 348 points and the Nasdaq ahead 222. This is SRN News. We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith, a time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. Fortunately, God does provide a way. To protect your retirement, I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? Well, that's about to change thanks to a new initiative from Autism Speaks. Lee Container, the J. Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund and Delivering Jobs that seeks to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Lee Container is a family-owned business that has found success by staying true to the golden rule. Treat others as you would want to be treated. There are hundreds of thousands of people with 
with autism and people with intellectual or developmental differences who are ready and willing to work in our communities. Our coalition is committed to hiring an inclusive workforce, providing training for hiring professionals, and providing guidelines for all employees. Together, we can create a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. Will you join us? We are inviting other businesses, institutions, and community leaders to join in. To learn more, please visit autismspeaks.org slash employment. Every day is a great day to play around at All About Golf in Butler. The new Ping lineup is here. Stop by the Pro Shop and check out the all-new line of Ping putters and get newly reduced deals on Ping G425s for a limited time while supplies last. All About Golf Bays equipped with top tracer technology are open year-round. 8 to 8 daily, rain or shine. Plus lessons for every age and skill level to help you master your game. All About Golf in Butler. Practice, learn, play. Visit allaboutgolfpa.com. I'm cold. You know why you're cold? Because we need to replace our windows. It's going to be expensive. Well, we lose money every time the wind blows. I don't want to deal with a high-pressure salesperson. Well, our neighbors used energy swing windows and doors, and they loved them. Oh, they have over 500 five-star reviews. The energy swing is a complete lifetime warranty for a peace of mind guarantee. So if we replace the windows and doors with them, we'll never have to do it again. I'll make an appointment today at energyswingwindows.com. Wind advisory remains in effect through late tonight. It'll be cloudy and windy tonight with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm this evening. That'll be followed by a little rain late with a low of 35. Cloudy and windy tomorrow with a high of 45. A moonlit sky tomorrow night with a low of 34. Sunday will wrap up the weekend under mostly cloudy skies. Expect a high of 52. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, welcome in. It's the Friday edition of The Ride Home, which, in my mind, is the best edition. I believe so, too. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Um, coming up in this hour, hopefully we will live up to that moniker of the best edition. Uh, we've got the weekend Review, which mm-hmm. uh, starts around uh, 525. Also, we'll be talking about words. Words are holy. Why don't we talk about them like they are? Or why don't we use them mm-hmm. like they are? Uh, Paul Pastor will be with us in a little bit. Um, also, things to do in Pittsburgh this weekend before the hour was out. And if you're just joining us and miss the 4 o'clock hour, you can also find us wherever you get your podcasts yeah. at The Ride Home with John and Kathy. I'm here with John Hall and uh, Lexi's in the other room keeping all the trains on time. Mm-hmm. Is it too early for me to tell you? Tell me. Your weekend has begun. Oh, no. Fabulous. Thank it's you. five minutes past five. It's Thank good to so. have the live audience back mm-hmm. with we our are. one fan. Yeah. No one's mask, I believe. No, no right? one, no yeah, one yeah, is. The story of the rebranding of the North Hills High School mascot continues today. There's an article in the Trib Live by Paul Guggenheimer about how the story has moved along. Um, now, before we get into it, I have to say that as an alumni of North Hills and someone who sent their kids also to North Hills, um, I've lived in the school district for a really long time. But what I know about this story is culled, C-U-L-L-E-D, culled from what I have read online and what my neighbors have told me. Because your kids are not in the district. Right. My so you're not are, showing up at meetings no, or I'm assemblies. No, I'm and, not. So if what if anything I'm about to say is incorrect, 
I would love to hear about it. Right. You can get in touch with me, Kathy, at wordfm.com. Or we could just open up the phone lines now. Did you want to do that? Or, well, no, now no. That, you tell the okay, story so let here, me tell right? The story. But I just want to put that, uh, just make everyone aware of that, yeah. that I'm not an authority on this. And we, I have not talked to anyone who's right. an official rep of the school district. Uh, but in the meantime, go ahead with your rumor and innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, so this is what I heard. A, a neighbor came over and told me uh, on my uh, porch uh, that with all of the conversation about honoring Native American peoples yeah. and people's concerns, you know, it used to be you know, the Cleveland Indians are no longer the Cleveland Indians. Right. The Washington Redskins are no longer the Washington Redskins. Yep. And looking in, in uh, local places, we've got the North Hills Indians. We've got the Peters uh, Indians. And I also think Penn Hills are the well, Indians. In Fox Chapel, they renamed a street. Squaw Valley Road. I didn't know that. It's no longer that. Right? Okay. Yeah. So uh, apparently the this conversation had been going on for a while. The North Hills Band was invited, as I understand from my neighbors, to a uh, a, a performance space at Walt Disney World, perhaps, you know, that included the parade. And Disney World would not allow them to perform with the Indian logo on their back. Mm-hmm. So I believe they were able to just use their summer uniforms or their winter uniforms. See, I think it was the year before last that it started. Um, And so they were still able to go. But, of course, that kind of launched everything up into high gear. Sure. Now, I also heard uh, from one of my neighbors that one of the reasons that the Indian moniker uh, mascot was assigned to North Hills in the first place is because there's so much Native American – stuff that is discovered in the land around in really? the, in the Ross Township area. And so it was not uh, chosen as some kind of defamation against Native Americans as not. much as it was chosen as something that would be honoring. I, and Don't you believe I, that's true across the board? I think for the most I, part. I think, I think so. It's, yes. Yeah. It's not like some, you know, we're going to make fun of Native Americans no, or degrade but at the, them. But at the same time. Well, I, the tomahawk chop I, and, you know, that kind of stuff. You're going to go, really, guys? Seriously? Do we have to do that? No. Right. And also, we're not Native American. I get so it. as much as we say this is how we look at it, it doesn't mean that's the way they look at it. Because we don't know. Exactly. Anyway, as this uh, conversation has been going on in the North Hills area, apparently a woman who was from one of the original tribes in this area got in touch with people in the school district and said, hey, it doesn't bother me. I actually like it because it makes me feel like you're remembering the fact that this was an area where Native peoples lived. So people have very different feelings about it. Today in the Trib... Uh, it talks about the rebranding of the school district, saying that it has taken a step forward um, as the school board got their first look on brand new branding. Okay, so in the past, there's been an uh, Indian head. Okay, yeah, like no. a headdress, right? Right, right. Like an Indian with a headdress. Or... Right. It was it was like a chief looking off to uh, the side, mm-hmm. and it was a side view of him. Sure. Okay, it's a bit. That was the case when I was in school. Um, it's probably been that way for decades. I think it might be the same. I'm not sure if that's the actual mascot that was um, in place right before all this happened, but it certainly was an Indian. Anyway, it's not anymore because high school seniors from the A.W. Beatty Career Center, which draws from nine northern Allegheny County school districts, including North Hills, presented to the North Hills School Board a series of designs that they've been working on for months. Fabulous. Yeah. So I think that that's really 
so such a good move on behalf of the school board that instead of just hiring a design firm, yep. um, they said, hey, let's look to our own so students. So learning opportunity yeah, for the students. I think that's very cool. Why not? Uh, the article here says the Indian emblem has been in place in some form in the area since 1939 wow. when the former Westview High School first used it in its yearbook. Um, anyway, so it talks about the students uh, who brought their designs forward. Um, it interviewed a, f- a board member, Phil Little, who said, I thought it was great. We're giving the power to the students to help make the change and development. Good. And to develop it, the school is here for students. Why not give them the ability to have that voice? So one of the designs has the Indians, the word Indians put in script because the name isn't changing. Right. So it's only the branding of it as far as the the image that's changing, the name will stay the same. So generally, the image will disappear. Yes. Right. But the name, they'll be continue to call the North Hills Indians. Exactly. And so there's a script on all yeah. uniforms or signage or whatnot. Well, that's one of the proposals. Okay. So it's, it's a red jersey, and in white script it says Indians, or there's a white football helmet, and in red it says Indians. Okay. So. All right. Well, that's good. Okay. So we, we got a phone call about this as well. So a listener, Patty, said, hey, what was the end of that story? And so you, the story was that they – was this when you were in high school? Mm-mm. No, just this recently. Just a couple years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. So that the team or the, the band was able to march, but they were using sort of like away jerseys or right. something without the emblem itself. Exactly. Because, of course, if it's going to come up now, it's come up multiple times, you can imagine how many schools across the country call themselves the Indians. A lot. Thousands, I'm sure. And each municipality, township, borough, city, state, uh, sports team has got to figure this out on their own terms. I would love to hear from someone in the North Hill School District who would like to speak to this or someone who knows more information than I do, which is probably a lot of you. So get in touch, Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y at wordfm.com. That's Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y at W-O-R-D-F-M.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Words are holy. go Indians, by the way. Go Indians. Words are holy. So why don't we talk like they are? We'll talk about that next. 101.5 WORD. Have you ever been in a courtroom or been on a jury? Well, we've all seen this on television, but most of us have only stood trial vicariously. This week on Through the Bible, we travel to 1 Corinthians 4 and learn that someday we'll be a part of three different trials. Want to know more? Hop aboard the Bible bus with us. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Hey, no matter what you think about the groundhog, it appears that he may have been wrong because it feels like spring is just about here. With that in mind, it'd be a great time to take your family or your group down to the spring house for their farm tours. Here to talk to us about that is Marsha from the spring house. Hey, Marsh. Hi. How are you guys today? We're well, Marsh. And listen, I've taken probably five different farm tours when I've been there. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. I always go back and do it again. Wait, is this the guy who you, are you like milking cows? You can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see if there's a baby, yeah. a, baby, a baby calf's been born. You can see that. You can see like the way yeah. the farm's set up. You can see where the cows graze and where mm. they where they sleep, how they're milked, all that sort of thing. It's super fun. Um, I don't know, Marsh, are there other things that I don't remember about it? No, you're doing great. You don't need me. I'm going to go. 
Well, you know, it's great. No, I, exactly I, took right. my, I took my parents, I think the first time I was at the spring house. Um, oh, yeah? And then I've taken my kids, you know, every year that they were growing up. And it's just a really fun yeah. thing. I mean, especially for little kids who are just used to getting their milk out of a carton in the grocery store. It's a really yeah, good thing to like, this is what happens. Exactly. I mean, I have said on Farm Force, where's your milk come from? The grocery store. <laughs> like, well, today you're going to see where it really comes from. <laughs> and that's pretty neat because, um, you know, just to be exposed to the farm, milk a cow, feed a calf. And like you said, tough visit all 130 cows at the barnyard bunk and um, and um, then come over here and enjoy the slide over here and just have a fun day. But Tara is, um, she's the gal in charge of the farm tours and she already has a lot of spots filled. So if there's some teachers or some Boy Scout leaders or any of those kind of things out there that would like to book a farm farm tour, they can email her at springhousefarmtour, singular, at gmail.com. And she will get them all set up. They can mention, anybody can mention, like, what kind of date you're interested in. We'll see if there's room on that date. And be really fun to have everybody who wants to come. Outstanding. It would answer that question. Where does your milk come from for all of us city slickers? Springhouse Farm <laughs> Tour at gmail.com. Thanks, Marsh. Late summer this year, you can join Alistair Begg on a fascinating Mediterranean cruise. We'll be visiting Split, Croatia, a city with a bustling waterfront, ancient ruins dating back to the Romans. History that we've only read about it will come alive before our eyes. Views unchanged from the time of the Apostles' travels. And in it all, being able to look to the Bible as we look into our world and realizing how God's Word brings light into the darkness in so many places. Join Alistair Begg for a -a once-in-a-lifetime Mediterranean cruise. Immerse yourself in the wonder of some of the world's most famous cathedrals, museums, and works of art. We'll be sailing on Norwegian Cruise Line's newest ship, the luxurious Viva. For details, log on to deeperfaithcruise.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to join. 855-565-5519. Inspiration Cruises and Tours is a trusted partner of Salem Media Group. How is your job to school? Let me tell you, I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. I find myself doing this often, and my guess is you do too. You're reading the Bible, or you're reading a piece of fiction, and what's being said is so beautiful mm-hmm. that I have to go. You have to go back and stop and reread it again because it's it's so thrilling, mm-hmm. or it's just there's something that's gorgeous about it. I need to read it and read it and read it again. I love it. It just goes to show you the, the power of words and how they work in our lives. So if words are powerful, in many ways, words are holy as well, that they, they are lifted above us for a particular purpose in our lives. Paul Pastor's back with us. He wrote a wonderful piece at CT called Words Are Holy, So Why Don't We Talk Like They Are? Hey, Paul, welcome back. How are things? 
I'm doing great, John. How are you? Real good. We're happy that you're with us. I love this idea. Yeah, and I'm super excited for you to tell people about your grandmother's library. Oh, thank you so much. Just so you know, it's really difficult um, for me to hear you. I'm, it's is a it? bit like we're underwater here. Is it so really? Kind of funky there? in advance for any uh, breakdown there, but I'm excited to talk about this piece for sure. Okay, we can hear you. We're not quite sure where that disconnect is, Paul. Are we any better? Are we, if I talk a little closer into the microphone, perhaps? It is. It, that is a little bit better. Okay, Thank all right. you so much okay. for, for bearing with me All there. right. Okay, no, so, yeah, let's, okay, let's so Paul, talk about words. Yeah, well, let's start out talking about your grandmother's library. Absolutely. Well, you know, I was honored to grow up in a family that really valued books and really valued the power of the written word. And there was something about walking into a room. um, And if I could just paint that picture for a moment, my grandmother's library had mm, probably easily uh, a thousand volumes. And so many beautiful books, old books. Um, And there was something about the smell and the texture of walking into that library, you know, thick carpet, old bookshelves and all these beautifully bound uh, books on all types of different topics that really showed the honor that was given to to language and to the written word. And that image has stuck with me even as I've, you know, come into a career where I'm making books for a living, that sense that uh, language and the word ought to be honored and that it's a sacred duty to to speak and to write and to engage in the act of language. Mm. So that image has just um, followed me, uh, and I'm really grateful for that. Fabulous. I mean, wouldn't it be wonderful if your grandma could pull a, a copy of your latest book off mm-hmm. the shelf, a thousand and one copies of the books that are there, Paul? I mean, to, to, <laughs> to know the sacredness of it all. And, of course, y- oh, you talk it. about that, you know, about the idea that we are, after all, a people of the book, right? And we are, in the beginning was the word as John says. So as believers in Jesus Christ, words and the holiness ascribed to those words should be tantamount in our lives. Absolutely right. But the problem, I think, is that we live in a culture um, kind of of disposable everything, Mm -hmm. right? And in that culture where... in many ways, words are treated a little bit like single-use plastic water bottles. We just think about them as a, as a container for ideas that is disposable. But I think that we should think about words and language in a much more precious manner, that it's something that needs to be stewarded, cared for, and that rather than being like a single-use plastic bottle, it's actually much more like perhaps an heirloom pottery cup where it's still mm-hmm. carrying meaning, but it's something to be treasured. It's something to be appreciated. Uh, and really cherished to use language from um, the piece. Hmm. Uh, Paul, have you read uh, Caring for Words in a Culture of Lies by Marilyn McIntyre? I have not. Okay, but I well, must. I, it sounds first, I'm, I'm, you're going to love it. I promise you're going to love it. But she tells this story in the book about one of the opening um, scenes in one of Jane Austen's books. And I don't remember which book she's particularly talking about. But she said that they, you know, Oh, I think it was Pride and Prejudice, actually. Actually, So Elizabeth and Jane Bennett are sitting around with their uh, sisters and their mother, and they hear Mr. Bingley and Mr. Darcy coming. Okay? Now, they hear them coming because they're all reading. Right? And hmm. that words were so much a part of everybody's life, right, that their other senses changed, too. Because they didn't have a radio blaring or they didn't have a television blaring. You know what I mean? They weren't scrolling. They weren't scrolling. They didn't have a beep going off on their phone. Is that they were – it made them – 
people were so much more sensitive to the world around them. And then, of course, when the characters start speaking, the characters say beautiful things and, and they say it wonderfully and, and cleverly. And um, and so when I tell you that, Paul, how, how do you respond? What does it make you think of? Oh, I think that's exactly right. Part of the issue is this glut of information and this glut of language. I mean, we tend to not value things that aren't limited or precious to us. And so it's that sense of fragility of language that I think has been impressed on me, just seeing how much we take for granted the words that we use um, and how we really shouldn't. Language is more fragile than we think, and it demands um, accurate. you know, genuine attention from us to how we speak in order to, to keep it healthy and to keep a culture healthy. Yeah. So th- that, that scene, which is fabulous, people sitting in a room together, everyone individually reading their own book. It's very silent. There, there is a, a preciousness to that. And of course, we, you, you talk about this in your piece, Paul, that uh, we as a society, we read, of course, far less than we have or ever have. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. We read less and, um, you know, well, let, let's pause there for a second because we, we read certain things more. We're reading texts all day, emails mm-hmm. all day, social posts all day, news articles all day, but we're reading less consciously. So there's this decline in the attention that's given to long form journalism, to careful pieces. And that's part of what I think is really missing is not just uh, the attention to the word, but the thought about the word, the cherishing of that word. And so I think there needs to be a return to that thoughtful, active engagement rather than just being passive, um, passive in the communication process. We need to be aware and to be awake, as it were, with the language that we're using. So you, you, you talk about um, uh, the artist Makamo Fujimara, who says uh, eloquently describes Christian mission in many ways as culture care. So if we were attentive readers, like you talked about, deeper readers, not just text and uh, ephemeral things, that the the Christian culture and then, of course, the world culture would change if we were so aware of that and intent on providing culture care to this deep and hurting world. That's exactly right. And so often we fall into patterns of combative language or we fall into the old... um, temptation to argue rather than to truly dialogue. But I think the Christians are uniquely poised to have a peaceable engagement with people with whom we disagree or with those with whom we agree, but just to put beautiful, thoughtful things out into the world that are worthy of speaking to people who have been made in the image of God and worthy of being spoken by people made in the image of God. So as I think about Mako's beautiful sense of that culture care, the fact that we all have a responsibility to steward the world around us, the society around us. That's incredibly inspiring, but it's also a very mundane thing. It's not just something for artists. It's something for everyone who's engaging in this. Uh, The listeners today, they could go home and sit just for five minutes and craft a really beautiful, heartfelt text message or email to a friend Mm. and just put into that some sense of specificity and kindness send that off and they would be actively engaged in that type of culture care mm-hmm. that I think uh, is so fitting for disciples of Jesus and so necessary in a world that's characterized by breakdowns in communication and disposable and manipulative language. Mm-hmm. I, I love this. I remember when my kids were like say junior high-ish level and uh, I would, 
had the privilege of, you know, reading an essay or something that they, and I, I thought, I did not know that about them, or it was a peek into my child's life that I thought I knew intimately in some way. But by writing something, they showed me a slice of their inner being, a piece of their spiritual and intellectual life that I was totally unaware of. So I do appreciate that call, Paul, that the idea of all of us, all of us, no matter what our education level or our reading level or whatnot, that we all can craft something that has inherent beauty and depth if we would spend the time and work it. I truly do believe that. That's exactly right. We cherish language by means of participating consciously in it. And it sounds really abstract when we're just sitting here and talking about it, but it's really the most concrete thing in the world. It's how we how we think about our words. It's how we speak to one another. It's how we choose to disagree. It's how we choose to argue. It's the books that we choose to purchase. It's um, what we give our attention to in terms of news articles and what we're clicking on. All of that, there's this really gentle daily responsibility to just ask, am I using and engaging in this beautiful, holy process of language in a way that's conscious or in a way that's unconscious, in a way that's active or or a way that's passive, in a way that builds up or in a way that's corrosive to the relationships of those around me? That's Paul Pastor, Senior Acquisitions Editor for Zondervan and author of several books himself, most recently Bower Lodge Poems. Um, Paul, I bet your grandmother would be thrilled that this is your line of work. Oh, I would hope so. And also, isn't it great that all that all those books she had in her library, it wasn't just for her. It it impacted your entire life. That's exactly right. And I think that that is such a good image of the heritage of language, yeah. how we're able to hand off to the next generation, uh, not just what's been given to us, but something perhaps that's been expanded that we can add to, you know, certainly the literature or the, the, the poetry or the fiction of a given age, but also it's more than that. It's the little things that speak encouragement and life to those around us uh, that forms such a beautiful call for us to speak as God speaks and to learn what it means to really be followers of the word with a capital W. Thank you, Paul. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. Paul Pastor, NCT, his wonderful piece, Words Are Holy, So Why Don't We Talk Like They Are? Paul Pastor. We'll take a quick break, come back, and tell a wonderful story uh, about a young boy who held up his waiter in a greater way. God calls us to a deep gladness. Because we, as believers, we all have a deep hunger. Grove City College knows about that calling, right? They assume, we all do, that that caller is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so Grove City is committed to helping people, young students, pursue the vision for our lives and believes believe that you'll be changed as you find your sense of purpose, your sense of calling in this world. And I think that's what we all want out of college, right? We want those four years that are filled with so much uncertainty to be ones that end up giving us the clarity we want. To give us a place. Yeah. And to give us the foundation of education and the foundation of relationships that we really want. Um, 
Grove City is a special place, and not every school appeals to every kid or every parent. But this is the time. We're already in March. This is the time when applications are going out. This is the time when you need to make your college visits, your college, you know, your phone calls, all those sorts of things. So if you're a parent of a high school senior or even a high school junior and sophomore who is interested in, like, getting on the ball, this is the time to do it. So do yourself a favor and go up to Grove City and talk to somebody, get a tour from a student and find out if that indeed is the right place for you and your family. We're all called to something. Don't you owe it to yourself to investigate the excellence of Grove City College? Look online first, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College. The following is not an actor, but a real life story from Trinity Debt Management. I'm Corey, and this is my story. I was going through some financial troubles paying off my credit cards. I was paying high interest rates, and it just wasn't getting any better. And I knew I had to do something. So my mom told me about Trinity, and so I decided to call. Trinity was able to do something that I couldn't. I'm paying off my debt. I'm saving thousands, and things are really looking up. I promise you guys, you will not regret it when you call Trinity because it was such a relief and less stress in my life. And it was the best thing I could have done for myself because once I called Trinity, they took care of me and I felt such a relief, a weight off my shoulders. Trinity was great to work with. They wanted to help me. I love it. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. I'm Corey and I'm debt free for keeps. 1-800-936. 5496. Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now, deeperfaithcruise.com. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Wind advisory remains in effect through late tonight. It'll be cloudy and windy tonight with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm this evening. That'll be followed by a little rain late with a low of 35. Cloudy and windy tomorrow with a high of 45. A moonlit sky tomorrow night with a low of 34. Sunday will wrap up the weekend under mostly cloudy skies. Expect a high of 52. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. People do good things. You think you'd be like, you know, over it or, you know, not surprised. But every time you read something about or hear something about a good story someone does, you go, that is so cool. That's so good, isn't it? Okay, so there's a little boy who lives in Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, him and his family, every Saturday morning, they go to the local Waffle House. Oh, sure. Now, we don't have, it feels that when you go down into into the South. everywhere. Everywhere. They're everywhere. Have you eaten one, one? I don't think I have. Yeah, they're they're a little, they're a little shaky looking. Uh, it's. Don't you think? Individual results may vary. Okay, that's what I'd say. Okay, so a, a young kid and his grandma, his grandfather, his mom and dad, uh, they go to this local Waffle House, and um, there's a favorite waiter, of course, right? We have favorite waiters. We go to our favorite place, right? So this guy's name is um, let me see, Devante, Devante Gardner. And um, he says, I-, I know this family's order because they've come in every week for oh. you know years. But uh, at one point, the eight-year-old son said, how are you? And so 
they had this little deeper conversation than the normal chit-chat. And so the waiter said, not so great, my car broke down. So anyway, long story short, this little boy said to his mom, Mom, remember that time we did that GoFundMe campaign for my school trip? Why don't we do a, a GoFundMe cam- fundme campa- campaign for Devante? So they, the goal was raise $5,000. Anyway, long story short, the word got out as things do. They raised over thirty grand no. for this kid. Yeah. He's young. He's married with two kids. So they got him a car, oh. and they were able to pay his rent on his on this little the room that their family's staying in the apartment for the next year and so the boy i mean what a great lesson oh my gosh because kids are like that the kids don't see the obstacle or the red tape or the you know the insanity of trying to get something done right they just think well we can do this and more often than not i mean the faith of a child they get things done and to not just have the emotion of feeling badly for somebody but turning that into some sort of action yep because I feel badly for people all the time, and I don't often do something. <laughs> right. I get that, too. So that's really, that's an yeah. inspiring story. I really love that. So go fund me. Yeah. I mean, super cool. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, so we can review, we're going to talk about what everyone was talking about, mm. conversations that made us think, what we're reading, eating, watching, what hacked us off, all okay. that kind of good stuff. It's coming up. Right home. WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. Heaven is real. Satan is crushed. Jesus is coming again. We live and we love and we serve and we give all to the glory of God. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Cram. PowerPoint tonight at 930 on 101.5 WORD. It's no secret that this economy is taking its toll on us. But I've got some important news that could really help. If you're facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt, you need to know that you may not be required to pay it all back. There are special programs that can significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This isn't bankruptcy or a high-interest debt consolidation loan. These are programs that credit card companies don't want you to know about. Ones that offer Americans struggling with overwhelming credit card debt savings and real debt relief fast than thought possible. Accredited Debt Relief has a special hotline to learn all about these programs and what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualified consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now for this free information. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800 786 2300. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the My Pillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code word. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives 
gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring but accessible, where academic excellence goes hand-in-hand with character development, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Portersville Christian School in Portersville, PA. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? I still believe it, uh, East Palestine, Ohio. I mean, this is a story that needs to be talked about. It, the news cycle is quick. Don't let this story drop out of the news cycle. These are our neighbors in dire need. It's a generational challenge. Their lives have been, if not destroyed, completely disrupted. I also think people were, I, first of all, I agree with that. I also think people were talking about uh, winter storms and crazy weather. Mm-hmm. We've avoided that, have we not? Yeah. What was a conversation that made you think? Uh, Pastor Jay Slocum, um, uh, Rector Jay Slocum, was at uh, Wednesday at 510, I believe. Why guilt is good news. I thought about this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you're feeling bad about something, it's a sign that something's out of whack, mm-hmm. right? Um I really enjoy, I, this made me think about uh, about guilt an awful lot. Yeah, yeah, that was that was very good. What about you? Um, I picked Doug Oster Wednesday five thirty five gardening with Doug. Uh, Doug Oster joins us regularly, mm. and it was so good to talk about planting things in dirt mm-hmm. because it just makes you th- you know I can almost smell it. It's like spring is coming, like it's actually on the way. Which Doug is crazy knows more to think. about gardening than you know. Doug's forgotten more about gardening than I knew in the totality of my life. And the compost pile and the pitchfork. My compost pile is still going strong, although I do need a pitchfork for stirring, so I'm going to look into that. Anyway, if you missed, Doug Oster was with us Friday or Wednesday at 535. If you missed this, what John said about Jay Slocum or anything else in the week, just find our podcast wherever you get your podcast. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. What are you reading? Uh, I'm reading a, a Pat Conroy book. You know, Pat no, Conroy? No, I don't think I do. You ever read, I remember uh, reading while when, when I was in college, uh, based upon the film, the book was called The Great Santini. Oh, okay. Robert Duvall. Um, uh, but it was first a book. And so Pat Conroy, um, th- this book, uh, The Water is Wide, was also made into a film. But um, it's essentially a teacher's memoir. And when Pat Conroy was a young, just out of college teacher, uh, he asked to go to Yakima Island in South Carolina. And this was a throwback. I mean, th- this was a little tiny slip of an island right off the coast of South Carolina. Um, dirt poor. People made their living fishing. Uh, largely African American. And it tells about his year on that island and the joys and the deep challenges that he had to try to break through the culture and to bring some learning to people who necessarily didn't really care about an education. Um, The Water is Mm. Wide, Pat Conroy. And, of course, also the great Santini, which is one of the all-time best. Is it? Oh, it's excellent. Okay. About his abusive father. Hmm. All right.
Well, I'm reading the same three books I've been reading for the last two weeks. Three books? It is three books. Uh, I'm reading Surrender, uh, which is Bono's memoir. I'm listening to it on Audible. And if you're interested in U2 or interested in a cultural commentary about what the last 40 years in, uh, in music has been like, it's so well done. It's very long, though. It's very, very long. Um, but here, listening to it is really worthwhile. Because there's so many, so much audio that's injected into it. And you're hearing Bono tell his own story. So that's very, very good. Anyway, I'm still reading Under the Wings of God by Cornelius Plantinga. And I'm almost done with Still Life mm. by Louise Penny, the first in the Armand Gamache detective series. Which, by the, by the, since I'm close to the end, I, I, at the beginning I was like, eh, it's all right. By the end, I really like it. But th- reading three books at one time, doesn't that get confusing? No, because they're so different. If I was reading three like detective stories at one time, that <laughs> yeah, would get yeah, confusing. Yeah, yeah. These three have nothing to do with one another. What makes you decide when to pick up what book? Uh, personal Ran- preference. Okay, You're I just mean, in the mood. Yep, uh-huh. that's exactly what right. it is. What did you eat well, last night? We eat so late. You eat late too. We do because of our stupid, uh, you know, work schedule. It affects our whole family. Right. I mean. I, we just eat late. I mean, by the time my wife gets home after her work day and me, you know, sometimes she, you know, she's like, um, she's hopping in the kitchen. I'm like, oh, honey. But last night, literally, we were at the dinner table. <laughs> it was 10 o'clock. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we had, uh, she made, she came home from work and she made cashmere meatballs, which uh, are, are Indian, I would mm, say. Okay. And again, you know, you could put what I know about cashmere meatballs in a thimble. Uh, lots of ginger. Okay. Um, on a bed of rice, yeah. uh, uh, often with a spicy gravy. Okay. Uh, not necessarily in a meatball form, but kind of like a logish form. Okay, sure. Very good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cashmere meatballs with a nice side salad. It was good. Wow. And I think uh, I, I bring it up only because the hour was so late and we were so hungry. Um, it was just nice to sort of sit and go, oh boy, that's a heck of a day. Isn't this good? Thank now, when, you you're, when you're eating late at night, are you also having dessert at that point? Uh, no, okay. no, I, uh, because question. then at that point, you know, what am I going to have like some chocolate? Then I'm going to sleep badly. Okay. You know, I did before sort of eat, eating. I had a few chips and salsa. Costco oh, salsa, sure. Oh, which is so delicious. Which made that it all I love that stuff. Yeah. Uh, what are we eating? Uh, we're on this cauliflower jag people. I don't know what's happening. I just, I, I never liked cauliflower. John talked me into it. Yeah. Boy, you're so persuasive. I am on sorry. Yep. Anyway, so I made cauliflower soup, which was off the charts fabulous. We had mm-hmm. cauliflower mm-hmm. steaks last night, which were fabulous. And I think we're taking the night off from cauliflower. Oh, fabulous. Okay, all right. Yeah. No cauliflower Not, this evening. None of it. All right. What did you watch? Um, <laughs> do you do this? Uh, okay, here's me. When I sit down, like if I'm alone especially... And I'm, oh, I'm going to have a sandwich, you know. I'll watch something. Always. Right? <laughs> the problem is it takes forever, at least for me, to choose something to You have watch. to choose the I thing know you first and then go make your food. But it takes, Am I right? Yes, yes, 100%. And have it queued up and ready to go. But then sometimes I get like these oddball things. I go, okay, I'm just going to surrender because I'm hungry and I just want to sit and watch something. Um, so I've watched. Oh, no. It wasn't great. But I thought, well, this will be funny. One day at a time. No, um, uh, that's my line, uh, David Letterman, 
where David Letterman brings in. That's my line. He brings in. It's so it's just David Letterman standing in front of a crowd because you know he owns. Oh Netflix. no, it's not. That's not called. That's my line. Uh, well, he does a. Is the interviews? No, oh. it's it's him. Uh, bringing young stand-up comics Oh, on. I don't know that. And the comics have maybe 12 to 15 minutes to do a quick set. Oh. And then they come and sit down with him. And then he critiques them? Kind of. Really? Mm-hmm. What's that like? Um, Is it cringy? Very. Oh, Mm-hmm. I don't know it's if not I could good do that. to eat, at least for me. I wasn't. Oh, I can't do that. Yeah, then. and he was. He's never mean. Of course not. And he's always interested in the person and yeah. their story. Sometimes it's very funny. More often than not, I think I've probably watched six or eight of them. Not so. Oh. So it's kind of a mixed bag. But I don't you love? I'm like a stand-up comic. I want to watch comedy. I want you know. There's some. Yeah, I, this is terrible. I'd rather watch a good one. Of course. Because I. To wait the second hand. You know, embarrassment that I experience. It's is, very cringy. Is, oh, it's overwhelming. I find my I toes no, smashing into the ground. That's awful. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I found this uh, show called The Great House Revival, which is on Hulu. Mm. And there are a lot of, you know, you can watch the HGTV to watch home remodel things. This one is not like that. What's it called? It's called The Great House Revival. And on Hulu. it takes place in Ireland. Oh. And they are all historic homes. What? In Ireland. And when I say historic, I mean some of the homes were like built in the 16th century. What? Okay. When you're talking an old house, you're talking old. Yeah. And so watching these people who love their country and love these historic parts of it are trying to reclaim them with limited resources. <laughs> and the, That's cool. It's very well done. The filming is beautiful. It's hosted by an architect. And so I think it really shows the best and the worst of what these people have to mm-hmm. offer on their journey to to keep something super old alive in Ireland. Cool. It's re- I, I really highly recommend it. It's okay. called The Great House Revival. All right, next time I sit down with a sandwich, I'm going to forget the you David really, Letterman you, thing. I think you'll like it. Okay. What hacked you off? Okay, so... I find myself, I think a lot of people, this bad habit of, you know, you're on Twitter and you're scrolling. So what I see now, which I, I choose not to watch any any politics or any news on cable television, but what I've seen vis-a-vis Twitter is that there are, in quotes, news people who call out believers. Um, and I would say, and I hate to hate this phrase, um, Christian thought leaders, mm-hmm. which may be Beth Moore, mm-hmm. Carl Truman, mm-hmm. David French. Mm-hmm. You know these people, yeah, right? Like Karen Swallow Pryor. Right. And so they're called out by media pundits for not immediately addressing something that's happened in defense of or in negation of such events. Like, like uh, the latest one I saw that there was a um, a drag, uh, drag queen story hour in Canada mm-hmm. where a pastor showed up and was evicted, like thrown, literally physically thrown out of the library. And so these media pundits go, well, where are all, where are all these guys? Where's David French? Where's you know Beth Moore? Why aren't they speaking up for this? What's the problem? Mm-hmm. Like people, like their lives are like on hold until like something happens and then you have to immediately respond to that. Right. That's just crazy to me. Right. You have to respond. If you're in the public eye, you have to respond to everything. It's just a weird time that we live in. It is. It's It's 24 that you're expected to respond appropriately for the crowd to be satisfied. 
And it's such a useless pursuit. It's times 10. I mean, it's just a useless pursuit because you can never please everybody. Mm-hmm. You can never please the masses on Twitter or Facebook or on the radio airwaves or on television or whatever. You never, ever can. Mm-hmm. And so for people to chase that, it's just... Like a doodle. Yeah, you're going to end up in despair. Uh, what hacked me off this week is uh, I talked to a friend of mine who has Parkinson's disease, mm-hmm. and I despise that disease. I hate it. I pray... Often that God shows medical professionals uh, a cure or treatment for Parkinson's uh, because it steals uh, the life of so many. And it's just such an injustice. Uh, It's one of those things I look forward to in the new heaven and the new earth to see people who have been limited Mm. by disease restored to full vigor and flourish and laughing out loud at the glorious restoration that they're experiencing so we look forward to that what was the best news you heard this week through the kindness of people that i know my oldest son is launching Mm. that's all i'll say but hallelujah hallelujah and amen that's so terrific that's so terrific uh some of the best news i heard this week uh, my youngest daughter is going on a choir tour this week and uh i just think of how important choir tours were when i was in choirs and how you're put up in people's homes yeah, and you meet cool. people in different cities and or countries or whatever it is and to think that she's doing this all these years later she's done so many and is heading off on another one I, just, I absolutely love that and i'm geeked for about outstanding it. What have you been listening to? Okay, so this film, The Jesus Revolution, that's in theaters right now, it got me thinking of my early time during that time and what I was listening to, and this I have to listen to. This is. And I know this song. What year is this? I think 71, maybe? Norman Greenbaum. Well, I wouldn't have guessed that. Norman Greenbaum. I believe it's 70, 71. Okay. Yeah. You remember the song? Uh, I, 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 as soon as I heard the beginning, I of knew the song. Of course, it's iconic, but, beginning. Right. Okay, so the Jesus Revolution, you know, in theaters now, as yeah. they say. We got to see that next Kelsey week. Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. We've had friends who say, yeah, yeah go we see this see it next week. Checking it out. Got to yeah. see it. All right, this is what I've been listening to. Totally different, John. She's in my heart. She's in my brain. She's in the clouds. She's in the rain. The windows down. Radios on.
That's Theo Katzman. This is a uh, new album. You know what it's called, John? No. Ten great songs. Theo Katzman. Yeah. Ten, ten great, great songs. songs. Yeah. I Have you that. heard all ten? Uh, I've heard, uh, I think, six of them at this point. And, and I do think that they are six really? great songs. Really? I do. I do. Theo Katzman's from Wolfpack. Um, and I just love this song. So play it out for us. I tell myself This could be worse This could be If you have an IRA or 401k, please listen closely. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. Throughout my career, let's just say I've been in some hairy situations. And I believe right now the biggest threat facing Americans is they need to protect their wealth, which is exactly what I'm doing for my wife and six kids. And I believe the ultimate safe haven is physical gold and silver. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and and silver. The folks I use are Advantage Gold, and believe me, I've investigated the heck out of all types of people. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now, and you'll see how easy it is to protect yourself with precious metals. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800 it's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84. Whose rule book do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rule book and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. In 1966, Time Magazine asked, Is God dead? Now best-selling author Eric Metaxas takes that famous question and turns it around when he asks, Is atheism dead? In his bestseller titled, Is Atheism Dead? Metaxas offers a provocative answer as he shows atheism to be not only implausible and intellectually sloppy, but also demonstrably ridiculous. Get your copy of Is Atheism Dead? Available now at Amazon.com and wherever books are sold. All right. Plans for the weekend. Lots going on. Carnegie Library of Pittsburgh presents their 11th annual seed swap from 10 o'clock 
tomorrow morning until 2 p.m. at the main location in Oakland. Free seeds are available, as well as workshops led by gardening experts and gardening-related activities. Event, as I said, is free, open to the uh, public. Encouraged to um, pre-register just in case, carnegielibrary.org. Okay. Yeah, the seed swap. That's pretty cool. I would like that. Uh, hey, Prime Stage is um, presenting The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, Saturday and Sunday at the New Hazlet Theater on the north side. A preview, pay what you can, is 8 o'clock tonight, Friday, with performances 8 o'clock Saturday and 2.30 uh, matinee on Sunday. Of course, you know the story. The story tells the story of a rainy day in London when four children step through a magical wardrobe and discover an enchanted kingdom filled with fantasy, mystical I characters, love, and suspense. I love that story mm-hmm. so much. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe at mm. uh, Prime Stage. It's a very good theater company. Also, um, University of Pittsburgh Library System will host From the Hill to the Stage, celebrating the opening of the August Wilson Archives. Yeah. That's this evening from 6 to 8 at the Hillman Library in Oakland. Displays of the acclaimed playwright's scripts, production materials from American Century Cycle, his series of 10 plays that chart the African-American experience throughout the 20th century. That's very cool. Mm. And, uh, oh, the uh, Home and Garden Show opens today. Our good friend uh, Doug Oster is going to be there. Yep. 1,500 exhibitions covering 10 acres. Hours are 10 to 9, Friday and Saturday, and 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Sunday. It goes on all this week. The Home and Garden Show, David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Have a great weekend, everybody. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.